talk a little bit about um, really the the outlook for the pork industry for 2016 heading into 2017 as we look at the rest of this year and and hopefully optimistic for another good year in 17. Well, the outlook for this year has been very good for some time, and it was all set up by last year's good crop. And, of course, that put our cost levels down in the you know, the low 60s range, you know, a lot of these hogs that we're selling right now is $62, $63 break-evens on the good operations. And so if you got costs that low relative to where the futures market's been, it's going to be a good year. Uh, you know, the last six weeks, of course, we've seen corn and soybean meal futures go up. Now, cash has not gone up yet. And so uh, the potential for higher cost is there, but not ridiculously higher cost, maybe up in the 70 range. But we've seen a huge rally in the hog market the last couple of weeks on the futures on the futures market, mainly driven by interest from China. Uh, our model right now for this year, based on the futures uh, on Monday, has profits of somewhere around eight and a half to nine dollars per head. That's a good number uh, for 17. More more of a break-even kind of situation, and we think there's going to be some substantial increases in slaughter in the fourth quarter this year and into next year. The big risk we face is slaughter numbers relative to capacity come fourth quarter of this year, and that could put some pressure on prices. But, uh, of course, mid-2017, we get two new packing plants. Packer competition for hogs is going to be pretty good, so that will help us. So how is South America figuring into this? We look at um, a, a short crop down there. There's issues being able to feed their livestock in, in Brazil and parts of Argentina. Does that also maybe come into play here in the U.S. as well? Well, it does, and that's one of the things that kind of lit a fire under these grain markets a few weeks back was when we kind of realized that we had these dry conditions in Brazil, wet conditions in Argentina. They were shorting those crops some. But if you look at the impact that's going to have on our exports of grains, uh, it's relatively minor. I mean, you know, we're still going to have a carryout of somewhere in the 300 million plus range of 1.7 billion on the corn on corn, 300 million on beans. Uh, that doesn't mean a hot market. Uh, this market really has been driven by fear of weather later this summer. That's not unusual here at Pork Expo. We talk about it a lot of times when we've got a hot market that's got a weather scare in it. And if it rains in late June and July, this thing's going to go away. And uh, you can see forecasts for drought. You can see forecasts for not drought. Uh, you, you, they're as numerous as economic forecasts, I guess. But uh, I think that's the two things that have really driven it. So the South America is important, don't get me wrong. But the other thing we've got to remember is when they get into the new crop year, we will have Argentina as a full participant in the world market for the first time in about five years. And so I think that's going to be a, a difference maker as well. It all depends on weather. It all depends on weather at this point. And as they're talking about a La Nina, I would assume maybe more concerns about South America for their next crop opposed to what it does here? It looks that way to me. I'm not very good at economic forecasting, so I leave the weather to somebody else. Let's talk a little bit. You, uh, the Packer ban issue got brought up here uh, during the news conference this morning. Talk to me a little bit an update and, and why this is such a big concern uh, for, for pork producers and the pork industry. Well, um, you know, <laughs> some things are the gift that give, keeps on giving. Um, you know, Senator Grassley, bless his heart, has done just this thing every few years for a long, long time. And uh, it's almost been my entire career talking about the Packer ban. Um, you know, it's a well-intended uh, law that uh, is one of those things that the, the industry just doesn't think we need a law for this. Uh, and, and in addition, it's not a very well-written law. The big concern the industry has always had is that it has some clauses in there 
of Packers having managerial control or these kind of things. And many Packer marketing contracts have some things in them that would specify genetics and specify nutrition and specify things. And and we're very concerned that that law, as it's written, will be construed to ban these these marketing contracts. Uh, we have taken that concern to Senator Grassley and said, put something in the law that says marketing contracts are okay, and he won't do it, which, you know, that kind of says, well, yeah, that's what it's aimed at. And so that's a, that's a big concern because marketing contracts are important for a number of reasons. Number one is they guarantee you access to shackle space, and our lenders want to see that, want their, their, their customers to have make sure that they have something in place, they have access to, to shackle space. They would like to have some kind of pricing mechanism so they know how those hogs are going to be priced. Many producers raise hogs with special characteristics, Berkshire breeding or ABF or whatever. You can't take on added cost production methods without some kind of an agreement that's going to give you a premium. And yet, if those go out, we can't do that. So there, if it gets marketing contracts, it really causes a lot of trouble. And, and the bottom line also is... The pork, the the Packers own about 25% of the supply uh, in the United States, somewhere in that neighborhood. It's been relatively steady. Um, it's grown over the years, but it's been pretty steady in recent years. And if if this comes into effect, uh, it, it doesn't take a very creative person to create another business entity that still the packing company, Smithfield, Hormel, Tyson, whoever, owns that business entity. Uh, to roam the pigs and then sell the pigs uh, to them just like they always have been before. It won't result in more hogs being negotiated. It won't re- result in higher prices, and it has the potential to cause a lot of trouble. So um, it's kind of one of those things that uh, you were better off not doing, and that's what we've maintained for years, and we still maintain that. And really, how, I guess when we look at it, the the biggest challenge for pork producers when fighting this type of a battle economically, where does that that leave them? We think it it is meant to be positive and it basically falls all on the negative side because I don't see any way that it will help hog prices. And so if it doesn't help hog prices and it bans things that people are doing now because they think it's a good economic decision, that means they have to be economically worse off.